It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I'm Brother L.D. Azobra. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. Well, we know it's that time of the year where many are celebrating the resurrection of their Lord and Savior. Because this is the time of the year when they say where your Lord Christ was put in a tomb and on the third day he rose again. So it's Easter Sunday coming up. But also we want to inform you, this is what we do best on count time, that 150 years ago, and they say 150 men of African descent, black men, also died on Easter Sunday, but they never rose again. But count time have rose up to share with you this remarkable story of 150 or so men who stood up to fight and protect their rights and who stood up for the truth. It was during the time of reconstruction, at the time when it was reconstructing the way this country was built, the way it was run, at least that's what they told us. 150 men died protecting the courthouse in Colfax, Louisiana, inside of Grant Parrott, where these men stood and barricaded themselves in the courthouse to protect the election and those who was newly elected of African descent during the time of Reconstruction. But today we have some people here who have orchestrated and put this together. This probably I think is their 13th year of commemorating and memorializing these 150 men of African, African descent who stood for righteousness and justice and who stood to fight the system. Many of them died that day. So today we're going to welcome to Count Time our sister who have just come in, who just flown in all the way from Ghana, Africa. But she's a resident of Colfax. That's where she grew up at, where all this took place at. So we're going to welcome today Diana Kimball. Welcome to Count Time. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. We also have here our other friend and brother who've been working with Sister Diana for many years, uh, doing research, continuing to study, finding out information. We'd like to welcome Odenga Kambudi. Welcome to Kautai. Pleasure being here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. And I was a resident of Colfax, Louisiana at one time. In fact, I was in first grade there. And of course, I moved on after that 10 miles up the road to Boyce before returning to Dallas uh, in eighth grade. And that hideous sign that had always been at the courthouse in Colfax, uh, misnomering the massacre as a riot, I had the misfortune of passing by it five days per week on the school bus. And no grown up ever explained what that meant. And so, of course, as I got up in age and started to be more curious and Looking into it, I was able to discover what actually had happened, not only in Colfax, but around the country also. So that's what kind of led up to us getting a spark to start doing a tribute commemoration uh, to the event, tragic event that had taken place. Yeah, and like you say, the interesting thing about it that the both of you was born in 1951, the same year the sign was erected. So that was destiny that these two would serve and continue serving mm -hmm. to commemorate 
in, in the observance of these men who was massacred in Colfax, Louisiana, in 1873. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know that they kind of blocked that whole slant they always use about outside agitators coming in here disturbing the peace and everything would, wouldn't work in this instance because you know both of us we, you know we have relatives there now okay now, now, but you say you but but you, you but brother Odenga you yeah. grew up you, you was in Dallas came back to uh Colfax as a child you know I came to Colfax in time to start first school grade, in first grade yeah, from Dallas no. all right yeah. then Right. But you you were still in Colfax, uh, Sister Diane. Yeah, I didn't leave Colfax until I was, uh, did I leave at 17? My mother remarried and moved to Leesville. But all of my life, uh, I was in Colfax in, uh, what, 1967 to 68. I went over to the, what we call the white school, the integration, because I wanted to see what white people was like. Yeah, it was only uh, eight years after the end of... Uh, slavery, so-called after the war, in 1865 for Louisiana and the southern states. That's why we, you know, uh, celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, that was, car the sign that was put up that's been taken down last year, I think it was, basically was put up uh, on this site. The sign says, on this site occurred the Colfax uh, riot in which 150 colored people were killed or something, men, I think, and three white fighting for white supremacy uh, in Colfax. So the election that had happened, there was people, oh, and this in, and also it said, this in the carpetbag misrule in the South. So the sign had all to do with holding on to white supremacy, and the three white people that uh, were killed, in which we found out later they were killed in friendly fire, have an obelisk in the cemetery about two blocks away from the courthouse giving honor to these people. And, they, and it also said fighting for white supremacy. Those were the words. So this is how much the blatant, shameless, you know, uh, thing is going on now in the U. I say in the U.S. So things, just when we think we've improved and we all love each other and this lie, now we have the same shameless uh, killing of black men and women now. And me just getting in from Africa two days ago, the shameless sending Jill Biden and, and uh, Vice President Harris to different countries in Africa trying to recolonize and continue to take the resources. So this is, <laughs> we, we're looking at this in real time of what went on and still going on. And we have to know who we are and why we're here and why we have to continue to, to, to know where we are in our place. So anyway, that's Louisiana, that this massacre, and they called it a riot, of course, and, and again, I'm gonna go back to what led up to it and the murder that happened. Uh, what we found out from Sir Chef, Sir Boxley, 
uh, he always makes sure that we know that these men that were black men that were fighting and had these uh, homemade weapons, uh, uh, maybe left over from the Civil War, that's who was defending us. That was our defense. And so he represents those black men that fought uh, in the Civil War to free us. Because some uh, whites uh, want to believe or uh, insinuated that, oh, it was just white men fighting white men and, and uh, it wasn't about our freedom. So that's the lie that's been presented. But it was men in Carfax that came from around uh, other areas to fight for us and, and uh, continue our voting rights. It boils down to voting, voting rights and hu uh, human rights, yes. I guess one objective I would definitely like to see this start to be incorporated into the public school system, you know, to create a dialogue because to continually pretend it doesn't exist in the sign is staring you in the face every day, all these years. You know, it's like, what is that about? Do you think it would spark some curiosity, well, if nothing else? Well, you know, I, I, I did a podcast on that about a month or so ago, and I, so I understand now why they don't mm -hmm. include us, mm -hmm. and we got to figure out how to get information out to, our, to each other ourselves now. And with technology, we have that ability to do that. And like what we're doing today is to spotlight and shine, shine, light, shine light on these, these great men, 150 men, 150 years ago. And this happened, it was happening all over the country. It just didn't happen here because it happened right there. And uh, a guy by the mm -hmm. name of Dr. Leon Waters does do something like that in, uh, I think called it Boutte, Boutte, around with Whitney Plantation at, <clears throat> to show that these yes. men, yes. similar to Nat Turner, you know, they, they was decided they was going to uh, yes. overthrow the plantations. And they cut their head off and hung them up on the on the fence and down the road, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, so you know, that's kind of what have happened. Yes. And I want to also say, yeah, that some years ago, I can't remember just how many, at least 10, maybe 15, um, I think it was PBS, somebody did a broadcast called When Terrorism Won in America. And this was probably shortly before 9-11. Okay, that's what it was, probably maybe a few months before 9-11. They did a podcast called When Terrorism Won in America. And Carfax was mentioning it. They mentioned all other areas, especially Tennessee and uh, different other places, uh, that these uh, massacres occurred. And Carfax was one of the main ones in that. After 9-11, it disappeared. They took it off. You can't find it. And it was called When Terrorism Won. Now all the terrorism is pointed toward Muslims, maybe, and Boko Haram or wherever. Now they, they do will say white terrorists or homeland terrorists or whatever. But there's a whole uh, documentary on, but they will, you will not see that in America they're going to label these terrorists. Uh, at that time. So terrorism mm -hmm. won for the U.S. You want to make mention a couple other resources also the audience may want to yeah. seek out for documentation is a book by former Carfax resident Lolita Tatamy 
her book, Red River, addresses this while she was growing up prior to her family moving uh, everyone to California. Uh, also, another publication is entitled The Colfax Massacre by Louisiana uh, college professor Leanne Key. So those are two excellent sources to get people started. But way back when, I stumbled up on a publication that made mention of this, probably one of the first times I saw it in print, uh, was the book simply titled The Black Book by Toni Morrison. Oh, okay. And it has pictures and everything in there also. It's been around a good, good 20 years or so plus. Yeah. Probably longer than that, really. I forget the public yeah, Mr. T, how you say that? Tim, T.D., Tim, T, she also, her book was chosen by Oprah. Uh, Lolita Tatum, yeah, she was part of Oprah's yeah, book Yeah, she was club. part of Oprah's book Both yeah. books. So that, that was, that was what? Yeah. That was quite some time ago, huh? Yeah, I forget the date on that. But her previous book, Cane River, yeah. is dealing with uh, an area right just north of Carfax, Natchitoches, of course, which is the oldest settlement in the Louisiana Purchase. And that was, of course, is one of the top tourist attractions in the state, Melrose Plantation. And so I, I'm sure she was Oprah's book club at that publication. Right. And this was the follow-up when she did Red River. And of course, Red River runs, see, Carfax sits on Red River. And if you're coming back west on Highway 8 out of town, and you get to the town of Boyce, 10 miles up the road, you also still let Red Boyce sits on Red River also. So it's, it's a strategic location. But keep in mind now, during back in 1873, where the courthouse sits across from it, there's a, you know, the levee that runs along there all the way down to Boyce and on down further. There was no levee back then. So like the white sheriff that was seen absconding from the scene of the crime, Christopher Columbus Nash, they saw him wading across Red River on his horseback. You know, and so that tells you there was no levee oh, you know, okay. blockading any flooding back then. So the whole, in fact, I'm sure the, what people perceive to be the courthouse now, such was not the case back then. You know, that courthouse back then was a little more than a horse stable. Okay, now, but you said also, In a you said that, I'm, I'm thinking back when you said there was, at the time, there was more, Carl fact was predominant of African descent. So how do, how was how, how oh, yeah, did was, these a few white people end up controlling and killing that, that many of of, uh, of us? There was have more. There was better better uh, had more better weapons. They summoned summoned assistance from surrounding parishes, Monroe, uh, Montgomery, Montgomery, other places. It wasn't just oh, only yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. summon the gang like so. Mm -hmm. Like, show, everybody show up on January the 6th, be at the White okay, House. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> All right. But, that, but that's not terrorism there, though, huh? That, that's different. Yes. They, right. they, they fight for their, their, their rights. Uh, but that's that. So on that day, they, they had a cannon, first of all. They was already outmatched. They had a cannon. Yeah, because they had, they had fortified the courthouse. These were ex-military. And they couldn't get in, and so um, they. What did they do? They said the they said what on they, 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 they set it on fire. They torched the courthouse. Set on fire. So the, the, the courthouse. The, they flushed everybody out. The courthouse burned they, down. Yeah, they set the courthouse on fire, so they had to come out. For the most part, it was only horse. Mm -hmm. That's how everybody was flushed out. Yes. Summarily yeah, executed. And as they were coming out, that's when they 
killed them. They shot okay, them now that makes were, sense then. Okay, so yeah, they so they were they was they was they barricaded the courthouse, but they was inside of the courthouse, protecting the courthouse and protecting oh, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the, the 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 politicians who was put yeah. into leadership. But they but but exactly. they bombed it and really just burned it, and you know so they coming out now because so they got to get out there to breathe. And so no they, they all discombobulated too. And they weren't allowed to surrender. No choice. And so they they would they would just massacre no as they was coming out. Exactly. That, that's why the sign has been so hideous all these years. You know, this blatant lie. Massacre. Yes. See, they make it seem like it was this equal fight. It was not an equal fight. It was a massacre. And because of what happened with that 1873. You are now commemorating this this Sunday, Easter Sunday, because it happened on Easter Sunday. And what y'all gonna be doing then? Yeah. Well, let me just briefly say that the term you know commonly used for this this is the sesquicentennial, being the 150th okay, year. Yeah. Say, say that know, word again. Uh, sesquicentennial. Yeah, as opposed. Okay. Yeah, as opposed to bicentennial. You know, this sesquicentennial okay. was 150. All right. So that happened that long ago. So a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones. A lot of family members. Are y'all, any of y'all family members involved with that that you all know of? I highly suspect so. The names, several names sound awfully familiar. So y'all, but that's left to encourage relatives. That's left to encourage relatives to join in and help do research. Do have y'all found? Yeah. We have a whole list of everybody was killed. We have a whole list of everybody was killed. Oh yeah, it was published. It was in New York Times, New Orleans Picayune. Newspapers covered all this. If it wasn't for the sign, y'all wouldn't even know about it. Exactly. Now, they are teaching something about Colfax in other areas. In New Orleans school system, I think somewhere up north, someone told me, they don't do it in Grand Parish and Rapids Parish that I'm aware of, or any parish close around in Central. But I did hear that they do have a little blurb or something in the New Orleans uh, and maybe somewhere up north they, they, uh, they had it. Uh, they are teaching it in the school, but it's not anything that you can put your teeth into. One of the, uh, I guess, the terrible thing about terrorism is that 150 years later, the people of Carfax are still oppressed and afraid to speak out. When we first started this, in t- was it 2003, I think it was 2003, oh, yeah. we were called troublemakers. We were both living in Dallas. And we would, come, we would come and do this, and then they said, what well, are you coming and leaving? You talk. Then when I moved back to Carfax and stayed there, I was still referred to as a troublemaker. We never got probably more than, uh, I would say 15, I, I, when I say 20, I'm stretching it, 20 citizens of Carfax to even participate in the memorial when we had it. We, we never got the whole, uh, Colfax did not come and rally. The mayor did, and the mayor was there. The Hamiltons, which they the Hamiltons, which are cousins of mine, and that was one of the uh, uh, persons that were killed, uh, uh, Avery Hamilton's uh, cousin. So he has a lot of um, information and done some study and, uh, I mean, research to find out, all, you know, those relatives and how all of that came about. So he has some more information also. But the oppression and, uh, is still there. It's still there. 
The people are not willing to um, well, you know, we got to go back to not willing to come, not willing to be a part of. Now, you know, we, we got to admit this here. Our people has been traumatized yeah. for a long time, and that that traumatization is real. Mm-hmm. The fear is mm-hmm. real. Very few it's real. have moved past that, and our young people, who are the warriors, who are not afraid, they are fighting each other though, and uh, you know, and so yeah. being misdirected, and and so we have to figure out how to engage them. Yeah. how to move them forward, to use that energy and that strength. So we understand that older people, they said that's in the past, let bygones be bygones, but this is still traumatizing us. And our younger people, mm-hmm. it's not helping them at all. In some on. kind of way, we have to yeah. get this information out and keep our people informed. No. No. And so, and that's why... For the last how many years? Thirteen years, fifteen years, y'all been celebrating this. I mean, commemorating this activity event. Two thousand three. So, so, so how many years that is? That's two thousand three. That's twenty years. Twenty. So y'all gonna be commemorating y'all twenty years. That's a, y'all reach a milestone. And the sad thing is, I think that Carfax have voted in their first white mayor since. What, 2000? Oh man, when was that? Um, well, I know when I moved there, they just before I moved, they had the, a, a black mayor, maybe 2006 or something like that. Still predominantly black, but could not uh, elect a black mayor until then, uh, did not elect a black mayor until then. And now, um, like I said, the oppression. The suppression of education, the suppress, suppressing the people, we've come to, we couldn't even get someone elected. There is an issue uh, with strong black men. There are a lot of strong men around, but there's a lot of fear that still exists because the fear is real. Just, That's the purpose of that having yeah. that sign up, yeah, keeping right. that sign up all these years. And I say the same thing for women because there are a lot of women that are an elected mayor that stand up, and um, no woman has uh, even run for mayor that I know of in college. You know, all over the country, we got us in leadership, and things are not quite moving forward. So you know, it's not always somebody that look like you, somebody who that can think like you and support you. So we need we need to make sure that just like when it comes to these elections, we all if everybody Democrats, exactly. I mean, we already in trouble. We the lost. You know, we have no, we can't negotiate. The other folks are going to take advantage of that. They, that that ain't going to serve our purpose. So we got to learn to to yeah. be better strategists. Just do the same tactics all the other ethnic groups yeah, what, do. What's that? Never put all the eggs in <laughs> okay, one basket. Then, okay, then. All right. It's on point. I mean, years ago, black people voted in a Klansman out in California by the name of Tom Mesker, who was running as a Democrat. But because he was a Democrat, they voted for him. Didn't find out later. Oh, he was a Klansman. Well, what's the, what's the deal on that? So you flip flop whenever it's convenient. But again, but Malcolm X, you know, just you know, gutted all of this and made it very plain and clear. You know, you vote the issues, not the that individuals. Right. You that, know, the party. As a matter of fact, Klans yeah. in both parties. So we ain't figured that out. Something wrong. Exactly. Marcus Garvey. You know, he didn't come here. You know, touting Democrat or Republican. That wasn't but his you focus. Know, the thing about it, though, mm-hmm. if you look at other societies of people in, in this in this mm-hmm. country, uh, whether it's Asian people or Hispanic people, 
they got power, they got resources, and they're not even in, in office. So, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, control no, mm-hmm. there's no hardly any Asian mayors, Hispanic mayors in this country, but they got, yeah. they got economic power. So we kind of, yeah, that proves it's not a panacea. So we, we, we might be searching for the wrong thing. Yes. Yeah. Claude Anderson brought that to our attention some years ago uh, and talked about the economic power and buying politicians. Um, the reality is politicians are bought. Politicians are bought all over the world. And uh, the economic. And that's where we have forced, uh, we have placed our emphasis in believing in that. And I'm going to go back to me as... You, 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 you moved to Ghana. We, we got to get more on that story later. But what I, I'm saying is, even in Louisiana, and I know you New Orleans have a strong African traditional voodoo community, we have got to use that spiritual, cultural... And, 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 and stay in tune to our culture, know who we are, stick with it. And uh, the economic part um, is learning how to invest, learning to, you know, we, we do this buy black, buy black, you know, whether that will help, but teaching who you are culturally, spiritually, voodoo, spiritually, New Orleans and Benin, Haiti and Brazil are, those are like places that are up front and realize what voodoo is and how we use. How did Haiti, how did Haiti use voodoo? We all have heard, right? Most powerful military machine on the planet. Napoleon. The Haitian Revolution, Tucson Overture. Exactly. Yes. Bukman. Yeah. Haitian was a bad boy, but now they got them. This country have kept That's them it. as poor as they can keep them. Don't, don't send any resources. But we got to keep pulling together. Yeah, we got to keep pulling together and growing our people to know who they are, stand strong, and can't be bought. We have to have people that can't be bought. You got to make some decisions on guess uh, who you're going to serve. You know, what's important? You know, what is important, but I, I have to believe this. That's uh, right. The Bible says, and I always yes. say, I say this over and over again, the Bible says, if you're going to believe in the Bible, that the first should be last and the last should be first. And that day is approaching us soon. We should take that and own it as African people, as, as indigenous people, because I know a lot of people in Louisiana don't subscribe to African, but indigenous, and that's that's fine. Whatever it is, we cannot continue to allow white supremacy to rule. But you know, they, they use so much, there's so much what you call that, trichnology, and uh, like in the, in, the, in the time of war, what they call that, propagandas, <laughs> that they use, that, that is still being used to this day through social media, or whatever yes, source it is to put you on the wrong track. So mm-hmm. the system that we are in, their whole purpose right. is to con- maintain control and power. So until the, to those those mm-hmm. awakened who understand that this system does yeah. not have your mm-hmm. 
that interest at heart. I don't care if it's the president of the United States. I don't care if it's the local governor. You've got to protect yourself, fight for yourself, and, and prepare for your own future. Another thing that I believe in as a mother, a mother of four, we as Africans in America living here going to have to keep the family unit, keep having children. You know, I, I know that years ago that two children, and if you had more than two children, which I did, I got the, uh, some very discouraging looks and talks and all of that. But we have to keep having children, teaching our children and training our children to stand strong. Do not let this corporation, this system, to take your life away. Our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, those are our life. And we have to encourage the young people that this is a good thing. Because what, in Texas, the Mexicans have said this, and they're showing us that, that they are taking Texas back one yep. baby at a time. Exactly. I mean, we, we've seen the pattern. In terms of the election thing and the electoral process, we've had many blueprints on how this works when it's successful because it poses such a threat to the government. But we saw with the in the 60s when the Black Panther Party ran candidates for local seats, school board, city governments in the Bay Area of California. But since they backed those candidates, they weren't su susceptible to being controlled by outsiders. And they fared very well in those incidences and, you know, we, we've seen mm -hmm. following that, how they sent people to Congress uh, from the Bay Area, like the president of Congress, former Barbara Lee from Oakland, that, you know, that former seat that Ron Dellums had, mm -hmm. uh, Barbara Rush out of Chicago. So any number of instances where we've seen this, but unfortunately it's not enough. And again, we just get caught up in individuals and popularity contests. Yeah, and so that's and where that, it comes And that's one of our great... And that's one of the things we're going to talk about, the, uh, the, like being hookwing and bamboozer. The so-called leaders that are in place, we didn't really choose them. You know, other people chose these people for us. And, and these, none of these people, I ain't going to say none of them, very yeah. few of them serve the interests of the people yeah. of, of the African diaspora, African descent. And that's what we have to understand and admit mm -hmm. to that uh, you know, we, we, we are in a, in a situation that we got to rethink a lot of this, you know, because we, first of all, we got to know who we are. We still call ourselves black Negroes, you know, mm -hmm. colored people, yes. people of color, you know, so we, we got a long way to go. And I understand that we were put in this <laughs> dilemma. Yeah. And I have to, I have to believe that our, our, oh. that our the God that we serve have, have yeah. given us the answer and then preparing us. Uh, for this day, for, have prepared us for this day and this time, and so we got to just come together. Yes. And that's why the system have always kept us apart too. So we got to come together and work through this process. We'll work through it, and and understand that the you know when you say God, Creator, whatever, what is your image of that? And I asked a very good Christian friend of mine, uh, Carol, on a messy thing. She goes messy now. And I said, when you close your eyes, what image do you see? And she said, yeah, I, I see, you know, black and I, you know, who I am. I'm made in the image and everything. I said, that's great. 
Because I know personally, it took me a long time to get rid of that image. And they're saying, if your image mm. is a white savior, you're not going to fight against white people. You're going to look at them as something you need to revere or save or look up to. Yeah, we have to remember, as Bob Marley stated, um, yeah. we must know and not believe. On this coming Sunday in Colfax, Louisiana, what's going to be happening? What, what we can anticipate? Well, we're in the process of formulating, working out the details on the program. So that's why we intend to get in there several days earlier. But generally, as we've done in the past, uh, tribute in a lineup of a few speakers and uh, program with people locally, hopefully. Uh, of course, in the past, most good percentage of the participants have been from out of town. Uh, and that, I'm sure, always is a result of media coverage. And surely you would think now we have access to much more push button, you know, media sources. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to work out the, the final details, you know, of the program itself. And where, do you, where is the program? Yeah, the timing, we always stuck with the 2 o'clock because it's Easter Sunday. Most of the local people are going to be in church. And they'll drive right by the courthouse coming from church or whatever and look at us and blow their horn maybe and some will stop. But um, we're trying to wait till they get out of church. So, so 2 o'clock. Uh, the courthouse is um, Main Street and I don't have the address with me, but Colfax is not that big, and it's, it's, it's there. And the library is just right across the driveway from it. So uh, after we do our presentation and libation, and uh, we try to do a Christian prayer, we do our traditional libation, we're going to have some drums, at least I'll have a drum, or going to have a drum. And uh, then we talk about the incident you know, talk about the Terrorist Act and then, you know, give information. And then we um, have someone to do a song, like Amanda a, sings beautifully, so I'm sure she'll be giving us a number or someone may give a poem. We had a sister came from um, uh, Jackson, Mississippi some years back that did a, a little uh, dance for us from the South African traditional dance and song. And so we've had people from Baton Rouge, Lafayette, New, like I said, the first one was a whole busload from New Orleans. So New Orleans was the one that set us off and helped us give us courage and energy and continue to. And, uh, but uh, Mississippi, Dallas, we have more people from out of Colfax coming in. We get a few people from Alexandria and uh, so we try to make it that we, you know, what, what's, what the sign, sign is, not, is there. not there, right? Did you know that the sign was removed? The marker. I think the, the sign the was removed. Right, right. Did it move it? The marker. The, the, uh, master How long ago was that? This Carfax They moved it. It was May of last year. Well, yeah, this was, this was covered in the Washington Post in May of last year. Charles Lane, the writer, a two-page article in the Washington Post, you know, explaining how it came to be the sign was removed and they have a picture of the, the workers in the machine snatching it up out of the ground. Uh, basically what happened, this is a resident of Shreveport, a uh, white guy was doing genealogy research to kind of find out his great grandfather was part of the culprits 
that assaulted the courthouse. And he was so embarrassed by that because he has a black granddaughter. So when he approached the city fathers in Carfax about getting it removed, he was met with all kind of opposition. Basically, the only person that voted to remove it was the one black person on the police jury. Nobody else saw anything wrong with it. But what happened was the Carfax folks didn't realize they didn't have much of a standing because it's a state sign, not a, not a city property. And so he, that's the route he went mm-hmm. and appealed to the state. And but he wound up still forking up $600 out of his pocket, you know, to pay for the removal and everything. So that's how that kind of came about. But yeah, they, to this date, they don't see anything wrong with it being in the first place. Most people on the police jury, of course, police jury is the Louisiana term for what no. most uh, cities call city councils. Gerald Hamilton was our first black mayor, and he served, I think, two terms. Gerald yeah, he's a younger brother Hamilton. than Henry Hamilton, right. we had mentioned earlier. Gerald Hamilton. Yeah, Gerald. Mm-hmm. And he was, one of, one of his relatives was murdered during this time. Now, what, what are y'all feelings about them about having the sign removed? What, what's y'all thoughts on that? Put it in a museum. I mean, it'd be no different than putting up sign commemorating Hitler and Goebbels in the Jewish neighborhood in Dallas or anywhere else. It, it, it would never happen. Okay, then. Okay, okay. We had people coming in trying to come up with a replacement sign for it, whatever. And there is another sign in place of it. Okay, what that sign say? I have a picture of it. It was a couple of years I was down there. I took a picture of it. That's oh, no, no, it's, it's a separate, it's a new sign. That's about the fountain, huh? All right, then, all right. So on this Easter Sunday... Y'all will be doing a 150-year commemoration uh, or observance of Tribute. the Carfax massacre that happened at, at your, our ancestor, what happened in 1883. Yeah, I, let me just say, I talked to one elderly, uh, per, don't remember his name, he was, the story was passed down that his grandfather had to hide in an outhouse. He had to get down in the Toilet. Shawshank Redemption. In the in the outhouse to, to, to survive. To keep from being murdered. Because they were just killing, randomly killing people, killing men. Yeah. It was it was not only just the ones coming out the courthouse, they were just randomly like you said, days before and after. And the US Army account that I found online some years ago. They named, they would say 18 unidentified thrown in the river. So we have some names and some, but we give honor to the ones that we don't know their names. They were just tossed, they were murdered and tossed into the river. Well, hopefully this will factor in on the reparations argument along with a lot of other claims being made. You never seem to be any problem of forking out tons of millions of dollars to Israel on an annual basis. It's being done, huh? So, you know, they say what they say. That's one of your allies. So the allies, we I guess we're not considered allies, mm-hmm. you know? Well, well yeah. apparently the allies during the apartheid era when Mandela was locked up, we saw him side with the ally for America. You know, <laughs> we're gonna go down and shut this down. We want to give people a brief history about what happened in Colfax and these. Come to Colfax and, for more and di- find out more. Come to Colfax and find out. Y'all gonna say directions? You know, either coming from Shreveport, Alexandria. You Interstate 49, just take exit 99, which is Highway 8, the same highway people who may have participated in the Gina uh, situation years ago. That's Highway 8. It runs 
through Carfax, Paula, Gina. So that, that's the main road. And you run right to the courthouse if you stay on a Highway 8 off of 49. If you, come, if, you come in, if you come in from down south, you come from down south 49, y'all, you, you all be, be where? Where is that coming? We coming, we coming, coming up north from south. Where y'all at on the uh, on 49? You 14 miles, 14 miles north of Alexandria is Highway 8. That's the oh, exit right, you right. take. And okay. From now, if I'm if I'm if in I'm coming eight. down south from the Shreveport area, where y'all located? Mm -hmm. it's Highway eight. eight. You immediately in Boris. You immediately crossing Red River and ten miles up the road. You in Carfax. Yeah, even if you come on seventy one from Shreveport, it's still Highway eight, and you stay on Highway. Turn on Highway eight to Sansei Carfax. You're gonna run right into the courthouse. You know we got a track that divides. And I was always on the other side of the track. And so I didn't know. I wondered, what is this about white people? Why do they think they're better than us? And I, so I went to school, my, uh, my uh, 11th grade, in the predominantly white school. It was maybe 10 or 12 of us that went all through the grade. And what, guess what I found out? I found out white people are not as smart as the propaganda want us to believe. So all of them words that people be talking about, don't do this in front of white people, don't. I'd say, do you know who these people are? Apparently, people my age don't really know. If they didn't go to school with them and know about them, they still think that these people have the right to run this country? No, they don't. I say again, who are these people they call human beings? Do you know the history? Do you know what they've done around the world? Do you really know? So find out. I found out when I was 17 in school in Carfax. You need to take control of our lives. We you, have to take you control You want to get your hand lives. on the, the white school in Carfax, their yearbook, which illustrates their picking any day they had yeah, every what, year. What did they have? Picking any day. Blackface. Blackface. Mm -hmm. Most enlightening. It's in the year, but in the day. Oh, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. That Carfax High. Just in the year. Yeah. What, what, just, just, just give give us an idea of what what happened on a Piccadilly day. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Oh, they all dressed up in blackface. You know, slogging watermelon, doing the stereotypical things. You know, Jim supposedly attributing to us. Of just the idea of publishing it, putting it in there, is the slap in the face. You know, and of course. Another way, by me traveling, being able to travel the world, I realized that, you know, the system have portrayed the so-called white man as the, the great lover of the world, a great admirer of the world. But as we know, when you travel, ain't nobody's admired or uplifted the way our people are. Yeah, let them dress up like the Hasidic Jews but, in but, Brooklyn but, with the long But that's not cool. But that's not cool. Black coats. Yeah, it's entertainment. For white people feel that black people need to entertain them in the U.S. If it wasn't for sports and entertainment, what? That's why we have to take charge. Yes, do your entertainment, do whatever, but be cognizant of what you're doing and why you're doing and who we are. Our culture and our history have to be 
lifted up and taught and not be afraid to say I'm an African. What does African do? People, have, the, the word African, most people, even though we are officially called African Americans, if you go to school now and tell a child they're African, they're going to resist it. They're going to resist it because African has been propagandized oh, to be, some of, you know, they are uh, what, uncivilized. It's, a, it's uncivilized, and they tell you all these lies. A lot of African Americans believe, have said to me, and other Africans that I know have moved, African Americans have moved to Ghana, oh, they're going to eat you. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. All this stuff. And if you want to be unconditionally loved and cared for, and that's that. Uh, no, no more need to be said about that. Uh. <laughs> that's it. Young people are learning how to make money through the internet living in Africa. Young black people have learned how to make money living in Africa. And that's the thing that I hear all the time. I feel like I belong. My daughter say, I see me and the women there, body types, all of this. So the time is now that we take charge of who we are, know who we are in Louisiana, in Colfax, and some of us want to repay. We want to go back home, and I'll I'll have that story for you. Why I feel very comfortable in staying in To get you all individual stories out sure. about your great accomplishment and what yeah. you all stood for, and you know had to go through. And I'm gonna throw the name. Let me say uh, with the help of Amanda White. And Carolyn Baines, or she have chosen the uh, name, day name, born on Sunday of Messi. My day name is uh, AC. So there are so many different cultures in Africa. You can pick and choose whatever name. Kenya, 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 right? Uh, and Kikuyu. Yes, yes. So that's right. And Odinga and Kenyatta are still feuding with each other over the presidency in Ghana Mystery right unfolds. now. <laughs> my son is named Kenyatta. My, son, my oldest son is Kenyatta. He's Odinga, right, and right. Look, those names chose, are still very prevalent in I was in given Kenya my, my name was bestowed on me through a process, uh, L.D. Azobra, yeah. and, it, uh, and it's Swahili for light. That's what Azobra means, Swahili for light. And, I, and so I understand, you know, taking on uh, oh, okay. Yo, okay. yo, oh, who like. you are? Now, you know, our mom and dad gave us a name. You know, they were just, you know, and they had they stayed in the yes. confine of the system that they they grew up in. Our greatness is so powerful. Like just in, in just in New Orleans in the last week or two, we had these two high school students, two young ladies, can't remember their names, yes. who oh. have found another form mathematical formula. So this is already oh, in man. you. Yes. You know, I, I, yes. It's so DNA give, give don't them, give stop. Opportunities DNA different. don't stop. It continues. Know we, they gonna ride, you know, yeah. we're going to ride. Uninterrupted. Even interrupted, you still ride. Yeah, our successes in America has been in spite of, not because of. Well, I'd like to thank you two here, uh, Brother, uh, yes. brother yes. Adenga yes. and Sister yes. Diane Kimball. Diana, Sister Diana, Diana. Sister Diana Kimball, for Diana. being here today and, and yeah. giving us some of your time. And I'm looking forward to visit with you when I get up there uh, for this this weekend. 
to enjoy the uh, festivities and uh, and get a chance to meet some great people doing great things. Oh, and once again, thank you and welcome to Cowtown. Man can shackle the hand, man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time Podcast.